Yes, this is the Well Actually Podcast, and I'm your host, Toju, a.k.a. Black Bauer. Uh, someone just told me that I haven't actually been introducing myself this whole time. I guess because I just assumed uh, the podcast would only be listened to by people who already knew me. Uh, but anyway, I'd like to thank you for listening, however you may be listening. As always, you can find the Well Actually Podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the videos are on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, these go a long way in helping the podcast get visibility. You can also listen to the podcast directly from our website, which is thewellactuallypod.com. It plays in the background while you use other apps on your phone, so it doesn't take up the entire phone. Uh, so this is going to be the final installment of our Game of Thrones recap, and as usual, it'll be at the end of the episode, and there'll be a very obvious reminder before I get into it so you don't get surprised by any spoilers. And I definitely have a lot to say about it. But yeah, uh, this is supposed to be the TV episode. So yeah, it's going to be a bit longer than usual. So uh, strap yourselves in. Uh, yeah, so I know I announced that this would be a TV uh, episode of the podcast, and it still is, but certain things transpired and I really wanted to get them off my chest. So by now, I'm sure you've heard about uh, several states passing uh, very restricting uh, abortion bans. And a lot of these are states uh, which have, they're calling them heartbeat bills, which would make abortion illegal after six weeks. A time that I found recently that it's not even uncommon for women to not know they're even pregnant. And amongst these states, Alabama has passed the most extreme ban, which outlaws abortion in every case, unless there's a potentially fatal uh, fetal abnormality or the woman's life is at risk. That's it. No exceptions for rape or incest. And to make it worse, it classifies performing an abortion as a class A felony, which is punishable by up to 99 years in jail. I, I did not stutter. That was not a misprint. 99 years. And it's a minimum of 10 years in jail. In essence, performing an abortion will carry a stiffer penalty than the assault which may have caused that pregnancy. Even if she's underage or she has like a mental deficit. Just think about that for a second. Because that tells you where these states have their priorities. And to make matters even worse... I'm sure you're wondering how this could possibly get worse. People who miscarry can be held criminally responsible. So imagine having to prove how you lost your baby, that it wasn't because of negligence or something intentional. But yeah, that's what's going on right now. And not only is this all just monumentally stupid, but it places the blame of quote unquote irresponsible sex squarely and solely on the women women whose orgasms don't actually lead to the pregnancy you know that's kind of where we come in but yeah so it's like even if you like slip up and let one pass the goalie now you're saddled with the kid as a punishment and that's why terming things as like pro-life is kind of the biggest swindle in history because like Whose life are you pro exactly? Because uh, there were some stories shared by people who 
who wouldn't be living their dreams or fulfilling their destinies if their moms uh, had had abortions or whatever. And I'm wondering, like, what are you saying exactly about your mother? Like, what about her dreams? What about what she wanted to do before you came along? Well, I mean, hey, I mean, you're at least you're living life, right? You don't know what she had to give up. But anyway, I also saw stories about people, and I'm saying people here because it's not just women. Some men shared their stories as well about their partners being the ones mature enough to make the decision for them, where they knew they did not want to or could not afford to bring a baby into the world. And shamefully, I'll admit, I was one of those folks who thought, okay, as long as there's like an incest or rape clause, that should be sufficient like as a compromise. And yeah, like I said, it's a shameful admission, but sometimes someone just simply does not want to be pregnant. That's it. Like no, no further explanation is needed. That's just it. Like that person doesn't want to go through nine months where their whole body and life are turned upside down. Plans are postponed or canceled altogether. It's also this small matter of, you know, childbirth where one thing is being pulled out of another. And in case you haven't been reading the studies lately, well, black women are dying at a much higher rate during childbirth. So yeah, it is like quite literally a dangerous proposition every step of the way. But then there's more. It's 18 years to life where you're responsible for protecting, molding, and shaping the life of someone else. Yet, yet, only one parent is left holding the bag. And this is one who could have a hundred orgasms a day, none of which would lead to a pregnancy. Okay, maybe maybe a hundred is a bit of an exaggeration, but I'm gonna do some research and I'll get back to you. All in all, what I'm trying to say is stop trying to control women's bodies, not with your God and not with your government. Especially when said government has a, a terrible track record of abandoning these families that they're so hell-bent on creating. Like the thousands of children stuck in the foster system. Or how difficult it is to actually adopt for those who are inclined to do so. And I wonder if anything in their quote-unquote pro-life says anything about the quality of life of the mother or the child. So fellas, be ready to strap up or step up because if they are forcing women to be culpable from six weeks in, you should be too. Because there's no woman, there's no reason why the woman should have to bear every single thing in the first place. But if it now comes down to it, you shouldn't be able to skate either. Unless you think this is just an Oimbo problem. No, there are currently 26 countries where abortion is illegal under any circumstance, any and 37 where abortion is only legal if it's to save the mother's life. That's it. So it's not just a, a local thing that we're dealing with here. It's, yeah, it's, it's that bad everywhere else. And just to bring sort of a Nigerian tie into this, so there's an NGO called Marie Stopes and they focus on women's sexual and reproductive health. And their services range from contraceptives to STD screenings to women's health in general. And recently, uh, there was a report that a clinic in Lagos was raided by the police. <laughs> and they thought basically that birth control and abortions were the same. 
So these were not even people that were going there for abortion, abortion services. They were going there for various forms of uh, contraceptives or family planning or just regular health that's attributed to women. And this is what some people are dealing with right now, where not only are they causing harm, but now they're preventing people from seeking uh, some sort of care. And I don't know what is happening right now, but you can just tell that it feels like the world is against women right now. And I, I, maybe I, I'm sounding like a broken record, but if you feel like you can help in any way, I strongly suggest that you find a way to do so. All right, I'm not entirely sure how to change over from there, but we're going to try and do so. Uh, so this is graduation season, and I want to take the time out to say congratulations to all the graduates. Regardless of how long it took you to get this degree, whether it's a high school diploma, associates, bachelors, masters, or a doctorate, I want to say a big congratulations to you. Nobody knows exactly what you went through to get there, but I'm happy that you stuck through with it and you got to where you needed to go. And also uh, to those feeling down because you ran into some difficulty like academically or financially, and you're feeling either jealous or dejected, just remember that everyone's journey isn't the same. It might take you a little bit longer or you might not even get to that degree that you are so desperately looking for right now. Maybe what you are meant to do is something else. And I just hope that you don't get too discouraged and give up. And I feel like there's also a part where we don't discuss or talk about failures enough. We just see it as this taboo thing that you have to avoid at all costs instead of learning from the failures of others. And I guess when you actually speak to people about their failures, they just turn into platitudes like, yeah, it was just fuel for my fire. It was just... You know, it just let me know I had to work harder. Sometimes a failure just lets you know, okay, that's what not what you're supposed to be doing. And that's just good enough. You don't have to think of it as the end of everything or as this major setback. But again, congratulations to those who graduated and to those who haven't or won't. Keep your head up because this is not the end of your journey. Also, I'd like to do a quick follow-up, and I know I say quick and then I meander a bit, but I promise it'll be quick. I wanted to do a quick follow-up to the education-based philanthropy episode, which was last episode. And on Sunday, uh, while giving a commencement address at Morehouse College in Atlanta, uh, Robert F. Smith, he's the founder and CEO of Vista Equities Partners, which is a tech-driven venture capital firm. Uh, he made an announcement, and I'll let you hear it for yourself. We're going to put a little fuel in your bus. Now, I've got the alumni over there, and this is a challenge to you, alumni. This is my class, 2019. And my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. That's right. <laughs> he announced that he would be providing a grant that would pay off the student loans for nearly 400 graduating seniors. Jehovah Jireh. Like, those are 396 black men unencumbered by student loans. And that kind of freedom sets them up for a host of possibilities. Like, suddenly things that they didn't even think were an option 
like they are suddenly on the table. Like it might sound elementary, but there are several opportunities people have to forego because of lack of finances. Like it, it sounds very obvious, but it's the truth. And it's not just because we lack them right now, but because we'll also lack them in the future. So when you're not worrying about making decades of payments, suddenly that grad program you were thinking about becomes a reality. That business you were thinking about, but realized like your seed money was going to go elsewhere, is suddenly back in play. And then these men who are now more likely to take more risks, bigger swings, and in some instances, you actually have the balls to refuse these low ball offers that plague recent graduates because you have to take whatever you can get because of these loans. And like Mr. Smith said in his address, he expects them to pay it forward. And this kind of unburdening is a great start. And I know there are going to be some studies down the line that will show how this sort of kindness or philanthropy has changed these men's lives. And I, I just hope that now that they have this newfound freedom, they can go on to achieve bigger and better things. All right, we'll take a quick break here and be right back. So we're finally here at the TV portion of the podcast. Don't worry, we're not going to be talking Game of Thrones so much later. And I know some of this information might be a little bit much, so there will be like full lists on the wellactuallypod.com in case you'd like to go over them later. So I want to start off with shows that were canceled. And these are shows that were either gone too soon or they were finally put out of their misery. And (laughs) you can finally, I guess, purge your DVR or your Netflix queues because they're not coming back. Unless one of those annoying petitions pops up where they're trying to save it. But for the most part, these these shows are these they're done. They're they're gone. Okay. They're they've been buried. Everybody has moved on. But yeah, so the first one is uh Whiskey Cavalier. And <clears throat> I blame myself for this one. The moment I saw the first trailer, I knew it was gonna be one and done. There was just so much cheese, the forced ethnically diverse cast. The will they won't they tension and it's been done a lot before and frankly it's been done better but somehow i still got roped in and honestly i i kind of blame myself for having such a lacking social life like yeah anyway i already said too much so i'm just gonna move on another show that was canceled lethal weapon finally Honestly, it should have ended after a season two when the first rigs was basically terrorizing the cast and crew and then he got replaced by Stifler yeah, from American Pie. Yeah, for season three. That, that whole thing was just a mess and Fox did the right thing by just pulling the plug and saying everybody go your separate ways because it, it, was, it was a bleep show. Then Star was also canceled after three seasons on Fox as well. And I won't even pretend like I watched the second of that show, but some people seem to really like it, or at least like it better than Empire. That's a show we'll touch on later. It just sucks because this is a show where there were a lot of black actors and actresses, and they seem to be getting like a bit more fame than they usually would. And this is the kind of show that is usually one of the first to get cut at the end of the season. Huh. So I'm going to just 
like I said, I'm going to put like a, a big list of the shows and I'm going to have them rated by their network. So it'd be easier for you to find. And again, that's beyond with the well, actually pod.com. Uh, Into the Badlands was on AMC and it was one of those shows that just didn't get the recognition it deserved. It was mainly martial arts, but it had a lot of, of depth to the story. Uh, Steve Harvey's show Steve was canceled, but I'm not even going to touch on that because, well, he has more time to rest now. Uh, basically, all the Marvel shows on Netflix were canceled, and that might just be strategy or just someone being petty. And Proven Innocent, another show that what it just had one hit wonder written all over it. You. I, I think they were trying to be like a, a Shonda Rhimes show without the soul of it, but yeah. Travelers, that was a show on Netflix as well, which had a bit of a sci-fi thing to it, and some people really liked it. Uh, another show, <laughs> Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which has been on and off the air for like 20 years. Like I remember when this show was one of the most popular things in America. And I guess they finally pulled the plug on it, thinking like, okay, that's it. Like, it has run its course, and they're not trying to give anybody a million dollars anymore. And the one that hurts me the most out of all these cancellations is a show called Counterpart. So it was on Stars, and it was canceled after two glorious and ambitious episode uh, seasons. Sorry, and the ratings honestly were just too low to justify keeping it on. So if you can. Like find a way to to get this show wherever you can, like on any streaming site or if you have stars. I highly recommend it. It is it is such a smart and suspenseful show, and it's it's both character driven and has a a really good plot. So like this is something that I would I would highly recommend. And at least you know you're only getting two seasons out of it, so you don't have to dedicate much time to it. So this next category. Is for <laughs> the shows that, well, we'll just call these shows the ones on death row or the shows that get to go out on their own, own terms. Uh, they've been given a chance to get their affairs in order. And usually these announcements give one last season of excitement or closure. Though a, uh, a certain show probably didn't give fans that on Sunday. But these are shows going into their final season. It's been announced ahead of time that they're only getting one more season. And the first one is Blind Spot, which is coming back for its fifth and final season. And this show started off with so much promise, so much potential, but it, it became the classic case of longer isn't always better. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it at this point, I think they're trying to get to that fifth season hump, and I'll explain what that's all about later on. Uh, another show is Madam Secretary. It was announced that they would be returning for a shortened sixth and final season. And the thing is, I actually liked this show, but at some point it got really preachy, like heavy handed, like they were pointing directly at you through the screen and wagging their fingers. And it's funny because even though these are views that I actually agree with, after a while, it just became a lot. Like, like seriously, every everything was just one sermon after another. And I just hope they can tie it up the right way with what um, Elizabeth McCord is going to do during her election campaign and all that. But we'll see. 
another one that's packing up is Suits. And that's going to come to an end after nine seasons. I mean, when half of your cast is gone, like one is even royalty now, it's just, it was only a matter of time. But if you're a fan of the show, don't worry. Uh, the Pearson spinoff uh, will be coming soon. So I guess you can get a little bit of the same flavor with that new show. Uh, Arrow is also a new one that will be ending after eight seasons. And this is one of those shows where I, we just drifted apart. Like, I'm not even sure when we fell out of love, but when it happened, we both knew. Yeah. I mean, we would run into each other occasionally during like those crossover events that, like with The Flash and other DC shows. And I mean, it's amicable, but we, we just don't mess with each other like that. And honestly, I didn't even know it had gotten up to eight seasons, but yeah, that after eight, it's done. Another show uh, is The Affair, which is on Showtime. And it's going to end after its fifth season. And this is one of those shows that people absolutely swear by. But I, I couldn't quite get into it for some reason. And it's surprising to me because it has some of my favorite actors. Like Maura Tierney who was on ER. And Ruth Wilson who was in Luther. I mean I, would, I might try to give it a shot later on. But for some reason I just I just couldn't mess with it. And I found out somehow that Sanaa Lathan was on that show for a couple seasons as well. Which is totally weird. And another show that people swear by is Vikings, which was like History Channel's biggest attempt at a scripted series. And it's been critically acclaimed and all that. And I guess they announced already that the sixth season is gonna be its last, and I guess that's coming up soon. And for all of you Archer fans, some of you really enjoy that show. Uh, yeah, it's going to be done after season 10, which debuts May 29th. And I just found out the guy who voices Archer also voices Bob from Bob's Burgers. And I guess that would have been pretty obvious to me if I had seen a single second of Archer. But obviously I, I have not. And uh, before we get to the OGs, I want to talk about Empire. <laughs> so the upcoming season, season six, is going to be the final season. And honestly, when this show came out, it, 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 the only way to describe it was it was a phenomenon and the way it spread was Game of Thrones level and before you throw your phone out the window just let me explain and this is strictly about season one through the entire first season every single episode had more viewers than the previous one so that means for 12 episodes the the audience grew every single week like you can't even find that kind of like consistency without any drop off on any show on TV. And then <laughs> I was I was a late adopter to this show. Uh, like I watched it after the first season had already like finished airing. And of course I stopped watching once they tried to use Chris Rock as a tough guy in jail and I, I just left and never turned back. And it's also rumored that Jesse Smollett won't be back uh, this season. I, I guess he's been in the news a little bit lately, but that's on him. <clears throat> so like I said, I would get to the OGs. Uh, so the first show from the class of 2005, yeah, 2005, Criminal Minds. They're going to be wrapping up uh, with season 15 with a shortened 10 episode season, but it's not going to debut till next year, 2020. And honestly, this show chased me off after what they did to Hodge and like, no, okay. 
you, you guys have gone too far and I, I will not stand for this and I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. And there has been so much turnover in that show. Like there are people who have left and started their own shows and gotten canceled and this show is still on. But it's crazy when you realize that Reed, Garcia, and to an extent, Jero, they're the only ones who are still standing. Well, for now, at least. So, you know, you know how that show gets down. So that's one show uh, coming to an end. And another one is Supernatural. That's right. They're ending after their 15th season. And the Winchesters are going to get one last crack at just about everything. Like they've, they've been to hell and back, like literally. Yeah. And uh, once you hear Carry On My Wayward Son, you know it's a wrap for any and anybody. Like, something crazy is about to happen. And it's funny because I just recently picked up the show again after taking like five years off. And I'm, and there's still so much left for me to watch even before catching up to where the show is now. And the last one I was going to get into is Modern Family. It's coming back for its 11th and final season. Like, I can't even believe it's gotten this far already. Because... Like, I knew what this show was going to be like a certified hit when USA Network picked up the syndication rights after its first season. And that might not mean much to you, but like in case you don't know what that means, basically syndication is when a show gets picked up by another network, even though it was made by like another one originally. So Modern Family comes on ABC, but USA Network got the rights to show reruns after just the first season. And what makes that so unusual is that other networks don't pick up syndication rights unless a show has a hundred episodes or five seasons made already, which is why a lot of shows don't get canceled after their fourth season. They basically just use the syndication money to offset production costs for season five. And here they already got that deal done after just one season. They had so much faith in this show that they were ready to make that commitment to it after just one season. Also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to The Big Bang Theory, which had its series finale on Thursday. And it's funny because I didn't see a single person talking about that show, even though the episode had three times as many viewers as Grey's Anatomy, which it comes on like directly against. But I, that was one of those shows that I feel like it hung on just a little bit too long. But hey, man, it it was funny for a bit. Like, let's, let's not, like, try and act funny on them. So some quick news on some returning shows now. And um, <laughs> I'm sure by now when I say I'm going to do something quickly, you're rolling your eyes. But The Masked Singer got picked up for two more seasons based off the success of the first one. And they're even switching production companies now because it seems like Fox is actually going to pump more money into it. And they're going to, I guess, make this one of their featured shows. And the show You is now moving exclusively to Netflix. It debuted initially on Lifetime and then gained more popularity once it was on Netflix. And after that, Netflix was like, yeah, don't worry. We, we got it from here. Thanks for the help. And for those of you who are into Rick and Morty, it got picked up for 70 more episodes. Not sure how many seasons that is, but good luck to them. Is it obvious that I have no earthly interest in that show? I was, I was trying to hide it. Uh, Law and Order SVU was renewed for its 21st season, which would now make it the longest running primetime drama in TV history. So th this show is so old that it can actually legally drink now. 
Uh, and another show from that 2005 class that I mentioned earlier. We also have Grey's Anatomy, which was actually picked up for two more seasons. So this will actually take it through uh, its season 17. And the reason why the season numbers are slightly different from the others is because Grey's debuted in the spring of 2005. So fall 05, when the other shows debuted, that was technically uh, Grey's Anatomy's second season. And the show made history earlier this season by becoming the longest running medical drama, beating out ER. ER is still a better show than Grey's Anatomy. But yeah, they're, they're still going to be around for a while. And then the biggest surprise, non-surprise, is uh, This Is Us, and I'll explain. So it's no surprise that the show was picked up. It's NBC's highest rated show. But the surprise is that it was picked up for three more seasons at once. That's three more seasons. And the last time a show got that kind of order was Big Bang Theory back in 2014. And there are reports that are saying that the show may end with that sixth season, but nothing has been confirmed as of now. But a funny note on the show is that it was actually pitched originally as a movie. And I'm not even sure how that would have worked, but I'm just glad they made it a TV show instead. So for the new shows, I suppose I could talk about shows like Nancy Drew or The Unicorn or Prodigal Son or even Batwoman. But since this is a Nigerian American podcast, I'd rather talk about a new show on CBS created by Chuck Lorre. He created The Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men called Bob Hart's Abishola. Yeah, Abishola. And it stars Billy Gardell from Mike and Molly and Falake Olowofoyeku. Uh, it's a sitcom about an American guy falling in love with his Nigerian nurse. And I saw the banner for the trailer and I'm like, what fresh hell is this? So I know the first thing that's going to catch some people's attention is the accents. And there are times when we have like legit gripes with accents where every, every African sounds like they're trying to summon the strength of the Black Panther. But at least this one has actual Nigerians in it. I mean... At least Abishala and her mom are. And you can even tell by how fluidly she says Abishola compared to everyone that says Abishola, whatever. But I'll let you take a listen. I'm a little pee shy. Would you like me to insert a catheter in your penis? I really wouldn't. That's nice. What's that? I used to sing this for my son before I put him to bed. Always walked. Hey, would you look at that? What's your name? Abishola. You can call me Bob. Good night, Bob. <laughs> what now? I never liked the sound of my name, but when you say it, it sounds nice. Bob. <laughs> Say it again. Good night, Bob. Oh, yeah. It's way better than Bob. So, uh, I mean, there's this issue of representation, both on screen and in the writer's room. And one of the writers is actually uh, Nigerian, Gina Yashere. And she plays Kemi, who we see on the bus with uh, Abishola. So I'm sure you, if you haven't seen the trailer, I'm going to post a link to it on the website as well. And... It, I guess it becomes a matter of is this a caricature or is this are we being faced with uncomfortable truths or can we just see more than three minutes of a sitcom before coming to a complete conclusion 
and yeah i'm sure those of you who are old enough or recognize the song that she was singing once i heard omodimetan shiri i just got caught down a youtube rabbit hole and let's just say fashion and video production have come a long way but shout out to tony tatwila and uh i hope he's getting paid for this because yeah he, he deserves it uh so uh we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back so now we've gotten to the Game of Thrones portion. So if you haven't seen the most recent episode or if you're still trying to catch up with the seasons, uh, I guess you can stop listening now. But before that, just remember to subscribe to the Well Actually podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So first off, I want to address uh, these people uh, who want credit for not watching Game of Thrones despite everybody talking about it. Congratulations for having a mind of your own. Like y- yippee. Like what? What what do you want? Like you want people to congratulate you for not watching a popular TV show? Like there's thousands of people who don't watch thousands of TV shows and yet you're trying to make yourself seem like a superhero because you don't watch one of them. Like I mentioned before like Big Bang Theory gets more episodes per week than Game of Thrones does. But anyway, uh, most recent episode of Game of Thrones got 13.61 million viewers on like the TV broadcast. And overall streams was 19.3 million, which is HBO's most watched broadcast ever. So despite all the claims of disappointment and people boycotting and protests and petitions and whatever still the most watched thing ever on HBO yet like that can all be true <laughs> and it still be disappointing so i just wanted to go through some of like the micro things and then i'll discuss it as like a, a macro level they had to get rid of <laughs> They had to get rid of Daenerys because she low-key wanted to colonize the whole world at, at some point. Like, And Ar- when Arya said, I know a killer when I see one, she was right about it. Like, She knew she knew that woman was going to do damage. And I don't, even like these last few deaths have not been satisfying enough. Like one got caught up in like an asbestos thing and this one just gets stabbed and I don't know and of course when Drogon came on and he basically had a monologue like he displayed like the full range of emotions almost like he was auditioning for another show at this point yeah, yeah but and then it was like F your throne and melted that thing down and like there's just certain points of the show where it's like when Sam wanted to basically invent democracy and they, were, they laughed at him and someone said they got Tinobu flashbacks off of that, but that's neither here nor there. And uh, when Tyrion recommended Bran to be the king, and Sansa basically just blurred out, his prick doesn't work. <laughs> like, this, like, how how messed up is that? Like, she, she didn't even want the, the crown in the first place. But she was just being a hater. Like, I, I mean, she got the North to herself, so she's she's good with that or whatever. And what kind of name is Bran the Broken? Like, 
just like a constant reminder that your ass can't walk anywhere and now we got to make the entire kingdom wheel wheelchair accessible like seriously but did, did they really have to do john like that like they just exiled him it was like all right go walk with the free folk now and and it's always going to be winter there you can't wear a tank top anymore no matter what how you feel like it or even if you've been working on your arms that's it all hoodies and coats from now on and uh at least he got reunited with his dire wolf uh i guess that cgi talk was just a diversion or whatever and uh aria is out here getting her christopher columbus on and hbo already confirmed that there's not going to be uh an aria tv series with her just going faceless and killing people which reminds me like what was the whole point of that of that story arc when she only used it like one and a half times basically like she got her ass kicked while being blind all for nothing really like all the training she got there she could have just gotten that from john like but you know what i'm not even going to get into that because like, normally i watch each episode twice but this one was just this one was was a one-time thing like this was a one night stand. i was not going to dedicate any more physical and emotional energy into this relationship it's over and i'm just moving on from it and the way i look at this episode not even this episode the whole experience of game of thrones is like so you know when you're you're looking for that perfect video to you know to get in touch with yourself with and you're searching and you're searching and maybe you've even reached page seven or in this case eight on the website and you finally find the perfect video and boom you're going at it and they're doing everything you love like you even watch it from the very beginning you don't skip through the dialogue about how someone uh just orders a pizza and shows up and the person who ordered it isn't wearing much clothes you're just going with it and they're doing everything you love and right to the point and everything is going well and then your laptop dies but you were already on your way there and it happens i mean sure you're filled with relief but ultimately it's disappointment and now you're staring at your reflection in the blank screen of your laptop and now you're stuck to ponder about the good things that could have been or how good they actually were and then gone that's that's how i feel about what happened with game of thrones but yes this concludes the episode 10 of the well actually podcast i'd like to thank you all for listening uh, i wanted to share a bit of news with you all actually so before i started the podcast i really didn't know what to expect uh, at the beginning like in the first few episodes i would say thanks to the four or five of you listening because that's <laughs> that's who i was entirely sure was listening at that point and now that we've gotten up to nine, uh, it's a real treat. Uh, but on a serious note, uh, I was showing some of the analytics for the show and the last episode actually pushed us over to 500 unique downloads. And now there was a time where I thought that was low and there was a time where I thought that was like impossibly high. But now I just think it is like great. Now, now I sound like brand the broken. But what I'm trying to say is that it's not really a measure of the the quality of the podcast one way or another but what it does reflect is that there were 500 separate instances where someone decided to download stream or listen to this podcast and obviously i can't take all the credit for it 
though I do all the work and I mean literally everything and maybe that has to do with like being a control freak and maybe there'll be a podcast on that sometime later but what I'm trying to say is that this room this podcast has reached rooms where my feet have never entered and have reached the ears of people I've never met and that part I certainly couldn't have done alone and so to all people who have listened who have shared who have retweeted reposted mentioned recommended or co-signed deliberately or in passing i'd like to say thank you to the strangers who have listened to the friends who haven't i'd like to say thank you as well because it let me know that there are no guarantees and anything half-assed will not be consumed simply as a favor to you and i'm sure there are people who listen under those circumstances and i appreciate you as well Anyway, I hope this podcast has gotten better with time because I know the beginning was bumpy. <laughs> that's that's an understatement. Like I was literally scared while doing the first couple of episodes. But anyway, uh, thank you for coming this far and hopefully it hasn't been a complete disappointment. And as usual, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Stitcher. Also, videos are available on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Leave those reviews, please. Only positive reviews. If you're thinking about leaving a negative review, go go write that in your diary or something. But also try to let the podcast play over and over and over. Listen to it multiple times. Once on your way to work, once on your way back from work. Listen to it while you're in the shower, in fact. Hopefully you're washing your legs. Like, please don't, don't be filthy here. In fact... You can play it on mute. I don't care. Just keep playing it. And, you know, if you'd like to, you know, listen to it at night while you're trying to go to bed. Yeah, you could do that, too. Or if you're trying to listen to it at the gym, you know, you could play it double time and, you know, let it pick up your pace or something like that. But whatever you do, just keep doing what you're doing while listening. And hopefully the podcast gets more popular. Thank you again. And we'll try and do this next week. Go see